going on, everybody? This show will not be found on Sports Center, but this is Sky B, originally from Gary, Indiana. Listen to the Dynasty Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ A5, and this is Dynasty Bro Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 46. Let's go! <laughs> RP Vaughn. Hey. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 64. I am not going to get on Avo for messing up the number because you know why? Avo is here. <laughs> I am going to appreciate him. Look, this is where you come for your fantasy football needs and chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Dynasty Pro Vic. Hey, I like when Avo pull up. I like when he show up with a ratchet instrumental, RP Vaughn. So, yeah, man. Welcome back, hey. Avo. Hey, I'm not there. Avo, so say what's good, up to man. the people, bro. Hey, what's good, people? What's good? My bad. I can't slide too far. I'm plugged in. I just want everybody to know I'm good out here. You know, we tested negative, so we solid. We solid. Whole family good. Get money. Everybody else stay healthy. Make oh, my sure, gosh. You, make sure you, y'all washing your hands. You man. let one dude say one hands. thing. He turned oh, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm on camera. Hey, mom. How y'all doing? <laughs> Avo is about to start throwing up his hood. Saying what's up to old friends that we ain't even know. Hey man, welcome, welcome to the O. Hey, it's good to have Avo back, ain't it, Vic, bro? BG, it's good to yeah. have. Yeah. Hey, it's interesting enough, man. We on episode sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> what is that guy? <laughs> hey, I listen to Bond songs, man. Hey, I'm just, you know, oh. I'm just connecting some dots. We're not on 63rd. We're on episode 64, man. I'm just connecting some dots, man. Hey, man, look. I like the energy already. Look, we got a fire episode this week. We're going to talk about sophomore slumps. Um, That's always a thing, man. We always talk about, you know, guys and players going into that, you know, that sophomore slump and, you know, not returning into how good they look their freshman year. I mean, their rookie year. And um, we got a few guys that hit that, and it's a true thing right now. So uh, it's the main segment. We're going to knock out those sophomore slums, name some guys, see if they could turn it around. And then uh, you know how we always do it. We got the what's the word. We got the B-team players of the week. We got some flags on the play, some injuries, and uh, the one consistent thing that no matter what is always there. We got the hood TMZ with my brush job. Dynasty Rovic, man. So however you want to do it, man, if you want to get straight to it, I think we shall. My guy, yeah, I'm with it, man. We're gonna be light on the news this week, but uh, let's get in and out, man. So, shout out to NFL update, my sports update. Um, so of course, through week 10, the Jets they got the number one draft pick as of right now, projected. So, of course, it's not locked in, but right now they're projected for number one, Jaguars number two, Washington football team number three. And remember, we looked at this a while back, and the Giants were in the top three, and I basically projected they're gonna move out of there. So, right now, the Giants slid all the way down to pick number eight. So, like I said. The Giants are competing. The Giants are competing, bro. Their defense don't look that bad. Fuck it. Yeah, man. All right, let's keep it pushing. Shout out to Sports Center. So this is where I caught this. So the NFL announced the weekend is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. So if you're a weekend fan, I know uh, Ariel is, is a weekend fan. That's her. That's her guy. Shout so, out to our little sis, man. That's her yeah. guy. Yeah. So weekends performing at the Super Bowl. Shout out to the weekend. He let me and my little cousin DJ for him, his little VIP set. So shout out to the weekend. We messed with him over here. And, and shout out to the weekend. Um, 
Avo and his little cousin didn't want to go to the concert. <laughs> so me and Lloyd went to the concert and we was front row. Front row. <laughs> we should have sold them tickets, bro, because I didn't know not one weekend word that whole concert. I was just there. My bad, yeah, bitch. We, we took it and ran. You shouldn't have said the weekend, bro. <laughs> hey, I got a hey, I got a joke for you. Let's go. Hey, which days of the week are strong days? I don't know. Saturday and Sunday. The rest of the days are just weekdays. All right, my guy. Boom. Let's get right back to the what's the word, my G. (laughs) Just wanted to stop you just for that real quick. (laughs) Yeah, bro. That one went over my head, bro. No, I mean, I caught it, but I wasn't thinking that. But that makes sense. But uh, three hands, he's going to catch it. Yeah, man. But uh, the last thing for what's the word. So DeAndre Hopkins, man, if you guys saw the Hail Murray catch, the Hail Murray. Hopefully you hear that Indiana accent, but uh, he got the, based on his account, put up a meme, best meme, gets a signed jersey from DeAndre Hopkins. So everyone's just flooding his Twitter right now for the best meme with the catch. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm about to pull that up for y'all real quick, man. Let's uh, let's take a look at the catch. Is this a first? Is this a first doing the Hood TMZ video? It might be, bro. So uh, as you guys see, DeAndre's down here at the bottom. Look at Kyler scrambling. I don't know how he got that off. Somehow it ended up in the end zone. DeAndre Hopkins on three dudes. Touchdown, game winner. That's just what he do, man. Shout out to D-Hop. My opinion, best receiver in the league. I've been saying that. He continues to prove it week in, week out, man. So, yeah, man. When I saw him make that throw, I said, that's a baseball player right there, guys. So that is. (laughs) That throw was a hell of a throw. (laughs) That's what that is right there. It's them baseball skills coming through. Yeah, man. And we still got to get credit to Diggs and Allen because at one point I thought they actually won the game in the clutch. But that was a hell of a throw by Josh Allen, bro. To squeeze squeeze that in there to to Diggs, bro. That's a hell of a throw. Yeah, man. All right, man. That's all I got, man, for what's the word. What you want to get into these injuries? Let's get to injuries. I got a real question for you, bro. So I don't want to ever feel like we're just breezing by them if you want to do all of them. What if we got a lot of injuries? You want me to just do the notable ones, man? Because what if it gets like real lengthy? You want me to just do the real fancy football relevant ones? Yeah, and we hope everyone gets well soon. But yeah, we can we can do that. All right, bet that's what we're gonna do. Hey, Matthew Stafford, um, he's getting uh, X-rays on his thumb, man. So he's trying to play. And then his receiver, uh, Danny Amendola, suffered a, a hip injury. So uh, y'all pay attention to all that. They're already down. Um, Galladay, man. Teddy Bridgewater's been balling all year. We've actually, actually been paying attention to him. But uh, he went down with a knee injury at the end of the game, man. I hope he's coming back. He's actually making that offense flourish. The defense was going to be trash, but watching the offense flourish is always lovely. Um, John Brown, wide receiver. It's another receiver for the Bills. I mean, um, because uh, yeah, basically it's another receiver for the Bills. Uh, he went out with an ankle injury. Um, Drew Brees. Do you think if he gets the second uh, dairy opinion about his hip and his lung, that uh, if it's that bad, do you think he will sit out for the rest of the year, man? Because uh, he took himself out the game this week, man. Yeah, he should, man. And actually, I think he's looking at retirement, bro. He has to at this point. I mean, he's what, 43, 44? Yeah. What else, what else does he have to prove? I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl. Of course, I know they were pushing for another one, but. He's just up there, man. So Father Time's catching up. And, you know, I've seen some reports. Shout out to BSO, Black Sports Online. Um, 
I basically saw a report that maybe the Saints even possibly might have hid some previous injuries that were already ongoing. So maybe that hit just kind of heightened some pre um, existing stuff. So never know, man. I, know I got though, bro. But you, know, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, bro. All right, cool. Uh, what y'all want to get into? The, the Brodies of the Week or the flag on the play? Let's go to the Brodies of the Week, the B team players of the week. So look, Brodies of the Week. Or guys say this all the time that aren't expected to go out there and make plays and do their thing, but they get their number called on that Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, and they go out there and they make a big play. They go out there and get their first touchdown uh, in their career, or you know, just go out there and do something important that isn't expected, man. So you know, we love the B team players, and uh, kind of turn that into our own segment, Brodies of the Week. So we always love to show love there, man. So um, that's what we're gonna do, man. And I and I do got our med, bro. All right, bet. That's that. All right, man. So uh, go ahead, talk your guy, man. All right, we're gonna get into running back from Miami Dolphins, man. The offense and that defense been looking good, Mister Salvan Ahmed. Um, first rushing touchdown of the career, man. Twenty one year old, 5'11", 196 pounds. Just going out there, getting involved, man. In the offense is what he was doing, man. He actually had twenty one rushing attempts, eighty five yards. Bruh, hey, he looked like he was playing good, man. It looked like that offense is learning and getting better, and you can't force nobody's hand because Tua's a smart quarterback. So they have to respect the whole offense going forward, man. So going out there, getting – getting um, it was, this wasn't his first start, but, you know, this is really his first game with double-digit attempts, man. So shout-out to him. And uh, he looks involved in offense that's getting better week by week. So, they, hey, he played so good they had to get rid of Jordan Howard. If that means anything, and that's, that's a professional right there. That's a good point, man. Especially doing that while you got a Miles Gaskin out on IR. Um, so yeah, that speaks volume, man. Um, to show the confidence and trust that they have in the back, still in the room. Also, Lynn Bowden's there. So yeah, shout out to Ahmed in his first TD, man. We love to see that out of a, out of a rookie. True that. All right, man. Yeah, bro, let's pivot, man. So let's go down to Houston Texans. Uh, I say Houston Texans. Let's go down to Houston, Texas for the Houston Texans tight end, Farrell Brown. Uh, so he caught his first career touchdown as well. So let's check that out as a 16-yarder. Big body. It's right here. Top of the screen. 16-yarder. In traffic. We love to see it. First TD. Get hype. I believe he uh, Big yeah, he came from uh, came from Arizona. That's fire! Shout out to Farrell Brown, man. Do what you need to do. You doing all that work during the week, man? Go show up on Sunday when your numbers call. Look, we'll feel like that that's for him. Nah, man. Let these touchdowns go around to some other guys, man. Watch out, Will. Watch, watch out, Notre Dame. The question is. Will Fuller wasn't even a got it because the defenders went to the ball. Will Fuller just lazily thought it was going to go to him. That's low-key trash. He lucky Farrell Brown was there or it would have been a bad call on Will Fuller, bro. That's a good point, bro. Good call out. That crack of my All right, bro. You see my name on the screen, bro? Dang, you missed it. Let me see. Let me check you out. Dynasty Bro Dot and maybe DJ Evo. I like it, man. Yeah, because you can't really tell. He's to the side. And, you know, he ain't ever here anyway. So, That's it love. could be him. It couldn't be him. I appreciate that. All right, bro. Uh, Avo knew he was coming this week. So, he said he had a flag on the playoff top. 
I did. <laughs> you don't remember it? I don't. You said I you was flagging too. the Houston Texans. Oh, bro, the, t- the whole t- bro, the Texans. Bro, how do you- they traded D Hop. Did you not? We saw the catch. That's like, true. We, saw- we literally saw your mistake in 4K. Like legit. Everybody needs to get fired. They need to start over. That's just how I feel. From the top down, they need to sell the team. They need a new owner. Just start over, bro, because clearly you don't know what you're doing. And I don't even know nothing about football, but I knew not to trade that, man. That's all I'm saying. That's just me. What's crazy is they traded him for a bum, injury-prone running back, and you played against the guy this week, and he wasn't even healthy enough to play. That's even more like, trash. Come on, man. You just look bad. That's true. All right. What's your flag on the play, nice bro? Man, my flag goes to anybody who – Basically went on social media and cussed out Nick Chubb for, you know, not getting that late touchdown at the end of the game. So I know we talked about a little bit before this, but I get it as a fantasy player. Yeah, you want Nick Chubb at the end zone. But literally, there are some people on social media who went at Nick Chubb and, you know, just trying to rip him, rip his head off, given he didn't get into the end zone. So, hey, real real life football trumps fantasy at the end of the day. So if you feel like he needs to do that just to secure the game and, you know, Get, get out of there and not cause any more injuries or cause any craziness to happen to where they could lose the game. You just got to respect it. Nope. True that. Nope, I disagree. My 20 bucks means way more than his millions. <laughs> <laughs> selfish. Avo <laughs> selfish. Right. Um, I don't really got a flag on the play, to be honest. That's cool, bro. We can pivot then. Well, I mean, not. Yeah. All right, man. Where can uh, everybody follow you at before we get into these sophomore slumps? Hey, follow me at DynastyBroDot on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram handle, DynastyBrosFF. Um, Avo. You can follow me at DJ Avo LXVE. That's at DJ Avo Love on Instagram. And on the Twitter, you can follow me at DynastyBroAvo. Let's go. DynastyBroVic. At ChiefSosaFF. Um, Instagram and Twitter. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube, Dynasty Bros FF, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. If you're on Apple, go ahead and give us a rating, comments, Dynasty Bros FF. And join the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. And join the Facebook community. I gotta join that. That's where you need to be. That's where you need to be. Tell Avo B his ass at work every day. <laughs> hey, he's doing better than me, so. Hey, but uh, before we get into this, hey, so explain the sophomore slumps again, bro, for the people. All right, look, this is what a sophomore slump is. We're really only talking about the guys that flashed last year, and we're expecting them to roll into year two and continue their success. Even if you're not a superstar in your sophomore year, you should be able to continue your success. You feel me? But, nah. These guys, they went in. Some might be through injury. Some might be through, you know, repetition with new guys coming in, taking over their spots. It's just, uh, I don't know, man. They're just not doing what they needed to to keep the ball rolling from last year. So that's a sophomore slump, in my opinion. Shout I, out I to like it. Boys, man. I was responding to the comment. That's why I got a little delay. But I like the call, man. So. This might hurt, man, on some of these players, man. These are guys that, you know, we believed in, and some of them we still do believe in. So, But we also got to, you know, plant our flag and pivot too. So curious to see how you feel about some of these guys in terms of if you still believe in them for the future or if you're pivoting. True. Touche. All right, bro. You want to get to the first one? Who you got for us? 
do you want me to start off off top? This is my joint, bro. I know, bro. I like when DJ Abel play ratchet music, man. Instrumentals. It just stopped everything we was going through. All right. Um, let's talk about Drew Lock, man. Um, the issue is last year he played the last five games of the season. And they were winning. I'm not going to act like he looked like some great quarterback, but it looked like he may have some promise with the team because they're getting dubs. The issue is going into this year, they're not really getting all the dubs that that we expect. And he did lose Cortland Sutton, so I get it. And Fant's been in and out the lineup. I get it. You're just playing with your rookie receiver and Judy, who looks good, but he's still getting acclimated to the system and to the league. My guy has had several games under six points, bro. And that is, as a quarterback, you can't really do that, man. Uh, he has an 11-point game, a negative two-point game, a three-point game, 11, five. He has two games over the past three weeks that just look amazing, man. He scored a lot of touchdowns. But if you pay attention to stats and stats only, that's how you deceive yourself. Because against Atlanta, he was horrible until the end of the game where, you know, he got loose and he started actually playing because he was playing from behind. That's two weeks in a row because he did the same thing two weeks ago. And it's just, I don't know, man. In the natural flow of the game, Drew Locke hasn't looked good all year. And I was one of the biggest Drew Locke truthers going into the year. So uh, that uh, that Jonathan Taylor and Drew Locke for Saquon kind of looks like a come up you know um, especially for a guy who's tanking but uh i don't know man he, he scares me he has flashes where he looks good he has the confidence he looks like he has the arm in some of his throws but some ain't clicking right maybe this is a year you want to give him another pass because he is missing one of the best you know receivers in the league talent wise so i don't know what to think going forward but right now i'm just pumping the brakes on my drew lock love man because uh it's needed how you feel about drew lock bro Avo so ratchet, man, playing that goo wop. Hey, goo wop easy <laughs> in two days, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, we're we gonna we're gonna touch on that, but uh I agree with you, man. And to be honest, I can't even give Drew like a pass, man, because Tim Patrick has stepped up even with a Cortland Sutton being out. So he's still maintaining some of that, you know, production that Cortland would have been putting out there. So when you got a guy that's basically always in a negative game script, having to throw the ball literally over 40 times a game, even over sometimes even 45 times a game. And if you can throw the ball over 47 times and only end up with nine points, that's not a good look, man. So he's in a slump. Um, this was a prove it year. And you know what? I can't give him a pass, man. I have to pivot, man. So I'm off the Drew Lock train. I actually drafted him in the Pokemon League, the Auction League, and I traded him. And I'm, and I'm glad I did in the offseason, man. So not a fan of, it, of the situation. I ain't mad at that, bro. All right. Uh, your, your turn, man. You pick a guy, bro. All right, real real quick, man. I got to call out Gardner Minshew. He's a sophomore. Of course, he got bent. So that was a guy who I thought was going to have a top 12 season. He was on pace, actually, to have a top 12 season. I'll tell you we should add him. We just didn't talk about him. Yeah, man. We in sync, bro. We in sync. But I definitely want to call that out, man. So that's a miss on me. And again, you know, I didn't think he was the future for the long haul. Um, but I definitely thought he would hold it down for the season and have a top 12 finish with negative game scripts. But he's out of there. So. We, we don't even got to talk about that no more. Let's let's go to New York, man. Daniel Jones, man. So he's QB 22 right now. He's barely a QB two. Um, of course, he lost Saquon. And you got a lot of people, man, they're going back and forth. You know, they're saying, hey, he doesn't have all his weapons. And 
all his pass catchers are in and out the lineup. But at the end of the day, I think Daniel Jones is showing us who he is and who he's going to be. So, you know what? Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Gallman, he's holding it down in the, in the rushing game. Of course, he's no Saquon. But, again, Daniel Jones has shown me, in my opinion, who he's going to be. So, I'm also pivoting off that situation. I want no part no parts of the New York Giants QB. I'm not going to lie, man. Um, seeing some of these long runs he's been making over the past few weeks is enticing. You know, come from a quarterback. You love to have a quarterback with some rushing chops. <laughs> but um, it, it's just hard to believe in it right now, man. I want to say that he has looked a little better since Gallman has came in and looking better. So it's like they have a running game to go along with, you know, the patience of Daniel Jones still figuring it out and getting his pieces back. Um, the defense is actually looking better than what we expected, but I think we're just giving them a pass because we think it should be the worst in the league or one of the worst defenses in the league and it's not so uh i don't know man i feel like some of the flashes that daniel jones makes makes me want to be like i want to wait and figure it out a little bit longer and even though uh drew lock is without sutton i would still love jerry judy over any of those daniel jones pieces that he has man he's playing with golden tate who's been in and out sterling shepherd's been in and out and it's basically just been the uh who's your guy who's your guy uh oh spacing man darius slayton darius slayton it's the darius slayton show basically and he's not a bad receiver but the inconsistencies of him because he's just a you know sometimes he turns himself into just a deep ball receiver and evan ingram you know he's always inconsistent even though he's been healthy but uh i don't know daniel jones is one of those ones i've never been a believer in but seeing what he can figure out on his own and maneuver I think I want to wait just a little bit longer compared to me being done with True Lock, to be honest. All right, let me tell you what I'm looking for in a dynasty QB, especially in year two. I want you to at least be flirting with top 15. So right now, Daniel Jones is a QB 22. Phillip Rivers is QB 24. So at that point, you're streaming quarterbacks. Of course, you know, as far as that's already on your roster since it's dynasty. But in general, if, if I got a quarterback, you know, in dynasty, I want you to be top 15 play. Um, at least. So, and of course he has his, his weeks, but for the most part, he's outside of that top 20, man. So it's just not a good look. Yeah, he has. I think the reason why I guess I want to say I'm waiting is he's been stringing together some weeks over the past five, six weeks where it looked like he's been improving. He had a great start in week one, and then he just hit a stalemate for about five weeks where he couldn't even break double digits. And so building from that start is kind of sucky, but to see slow improvement, I feel like They've been having to figure certain things out, and I feel like that's what he's doing right now. Not saying I, he does make a lot of boneheaded plays and stuff right now. I'll be watching him, but you know, no reason I want to wait because it looks like he's getting better as the season's going on, and he's been with and without his pieces. So, um, I don't know, man. Them long runs keep me enticed, bro. I ain't gonna lie. So, okay. not everybody can do that, bro. Not everybody can run so fast they trip themselves up after a 50 yard run. You feel me? That's true, bro. <laughs> Be putting All right, man. You ready to pivot to these running backs? Yeah, bro. Um, which one you want? Man, I'm gonna let you go first. I'll take the other one. Uh, well, I let know me it talk. hurts, man. I know, man, but I don't. Let me talk, David Montgomery, bro. Because I think I had a little bit more promise in him. And I feel like everybody should. We're talking about a guy that we expected to get all the work, 
especially uh, Tariq Cohen going down. We expected, you know, some pass catching work, um, which he's actually getting targets. That's really the only thing keeping him relevant, to be honest, because he's not scoring in the run and he's not really getting a lot of yardage either while running. Really, it's all these five targets, eight targets, six targets, five targets, you know, those three catch, four catch, five catch games that are keeping him even remotely relevant, man, because he's always going to be just the middle of the pack running back. He's never going to be sexy. Um, The offense isn't good enough. It's not going to score enough touchdowns. Uh, Even with a good defense, the offense still can't put them in situations to be able to just run the ball. So uh, the the inefficiencies of the offense is always going to make him a a back end top 24 running back, but that's not sexy to have man at age 23 without that kind of production. That just means that investment is not that invested into you because you're not keeping them happy, you know, in the long run. So I feel like they could bring somebody in at any given point that could come in and, and give him a run for his job. Um, I, you know, I guess I applaud him because, you know, he ends up, you know, playing about, he's been playing about 85% of the snaps, you know, for the past few weeks, but he has to. They don't have any other running backs they like. It's him and the Cordell Patterson show. He's not even a fucking running back. So, uh, I don't know, man. I guess having David Montgomery on your bench as your third running back because, you know, at least he hasn't lost his spot yet is fine. But I feel sorry for any of those guys who has to plug him in as your running back too every week, man, because um, nobody – the sucky part about it is having to keep playing the guy that's getting you 10 points every week. And, you know, that's <laughs> his ceiling. 13, 12, it's like, at least it's not a zero, but ain't no fucking ceiling with that, man. So, I don't know. It's a slump like a muff. And I don't even know if it's a slump. It might be just the same fucking thing from last year. Same basic-ass points week by week. Yeah. To be honest, I think David Montgomery is a victim of a situation. I mean, for one, you got poor play calling by the coach. I know Nagy just handed it over to some other guy, and that's not going to get it you know, fixed and sorted out in a week. So more to come there. And then, of course, they got terrible quarterback play with going from Mr. Bisky to Nick Foles. That doesn't help the situation either. Um, you know, of course, that offense runs through Allen Robinson, and occasionally you get another wide receiver to flash, whether it's Allen or not. Uh, Anthony Miller outspacing, and then also Darnell Mooney. Of course, Jimmy Graham, he shows up in the red zone. So I think David Montgomery is a victim of his situation, man. And, you know, he's he's always going to be, at least at this point, based on that structure, that team dynamic, uh, like you said, bottom QB2. So, of course, last year's RB24, and right now he's RB17. And for David Montgomery in the sophomore year, again, I'd want you to surpass that top 15 threshold, man. And he's not going to do it. So I, I don't see him doing it. And. Hey, I'm, I'm pivoting again, man. I don't want no more David Montgomery, so I'm just going to ride him out. Um, you know, you may be able to move him for a running back needy team going to the playoffs. I'd take a, I'd take a second, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'd take a 21 second for him. If you can get a first or a late first, hell yeah, I do that all day long. But before you move him for a second, try to see if there's a young veteran you can get, like a Cortland Sutton that's out on IR or a Paris Campbell that's out. Um, I would target some guys like that, um, you know, so – yeah, give me a second and maybe a young rookie or something with some promise that, you know, maybe somebody's down on because he didn't put no work in a second. And, a, you know, everybody was so excited about A.J. Dillon. You can move on and get a second in A.J. Dillon or a second in D.J. Dallas. You know, one of those one of those young guys that nobody's excited about no more for some reason. But, you know, 
We, we got to start learning to be patient with these guys. If they don't get big opportunity to show what they worth, we got to still be patient because some people make these investments for a reason. So, yeah, bro, I will flirt with, you know, trying to get a second, AJ Dillon, something like that, bro. That would be fire. Yeah. All right, man. I got another running back for you guys. That's in a slump. Let's go to Buffalo. Devin Singletary, man. He was a guy, you know, that was promising, especially in the PPR, being a pass catching back. But he's an RB3, man, and he's a glorified glorified flex play for me. I mean, it doesn't feel good plugging him into your lineup. Definitely doesn't feel good when you got to run him as your RB2. Um, I, want, I want no parts of that situation. This is a guy that we were excited for. Of course, they drafted Zach Moss. He's eating into some of those touches. Um, of course, coming into the offseason, you know, we already knew Josh Allen liked to run the ball, but Josh Allen even scaled back his rushing chops. So that leaves more opportunities for Devin Singletary on the ground, but he's just not really taking that leap, man. So curious to know your thoughts, man, on Devin Singletary. Do you still like the upside or do you think it's a bad situation? What are your thoughts in Dynasty? Everybody was so concerned about Zach Moss, and he is an issue. They basically split everything 50 50, but Zach Moss. Is the is the goal line back? But nobody ever speaks this problem. Nobody ever really expected Devin Singletary to be a workhorse, right? You just admitted, and you're talking about him that he's a great pass down catching back. Nobody really paid attention to how significant getting Stephon Diggs would hurt Singletary too. It's another guy demanding high value targets, and those are you know the John Brown and the uh, the Cole Beasley targets are still there from last year. They just took those targets that Singletary was getting because really he's nothing if he's catching one pass a game, two two passes per game. You know, he he offers no goal line work. He offers not that much of the in-between the 20s. He's really supposed to be their pass down catching back and just be solidified flex because he's going to get those receptions and he's not getting them anymore. Um, he's only had two games where he had five receptions in a game. I know that's like high, but you know, when you think about calling somebody a pass down catching back, I I can see you expecting four or five catches a game from somebody who's supposed to be your pass down catching back. So going four weeks, six weeks out of the year with two catches or less, that's not going to cut it, man. So he's really losing all his value. So the way they're playing and they're winning, the offense is flourishing. I think he, they found his role, and I don't think it can expand any bigger because they're on a roll right now without him being highly used. So, yeah. Yeah, I like everything you said. And what's crazy about it is Josh Allen has games where he's throwing over 45 times a game, over 40. He flirts with that 35 mark. So the attempts are out there, but they're just not going to the backfield. So, true that, true that. All right. As we move to these receivers, I'm about to let you know I'm talking Hollywood. You can talk to the other guy because I refuse the slander that you're probably going to give Hollywood like that. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it sound nice. Messy. All right. My Man. bad. I'm muted, bro. Damn, bro. You eat yourself just so you wouldn't call him a, a a fake ass, fluky ass receiver. Is that what you was about to say? So you muted yourself. I'm, I'm gonna let you go. We're gonna talk about it. All right, look, Mr. Marquise Hollywood Brown. I don't even think he deserves to be called Hollywood right now. We're going to just say Mr. Marquise Brown, sophomore wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, the deep threat guy, the first receiver taken in last year's draft. Bro, all he's doing is going out there and being a part in 94% of the snaps, 86, 94, 86, 85. 
every damn snap <laughs> and just not getting targeted, not getting any receptions. It's just, I don't know, man. It sucks. How many games this year you think he'd have had over double-digit fantasy points, bro? Without looking, bro, I'm going to say three, and that might be, like, generous. Exactly three. Exactly right. three. And he all he flirted with that because on the low end, that 12 right there, to me, is even on the low end of that double-digit. But, uh, look, he's not getting any touchdowns. He has two touchdowns on the year. Um, his highest reception total is six catches. I don't know, man. Without those deep balls and racking up all those yardage, yards in the game, man, he's only had one game over 100 yards, man, and that was the first game of the season. You should have did big flips since then because he hasn't reached that mark ever since, man. I don't know, man. The offense, as much as I want to keep on blaming it on, you know, not enough targets to go around and it's a run offense, I will admit, be the, the first to admit this. The whole – I'm not the first to admit that. I lied to myself. That whole offense looks bad, bro. It's a slump in general. What we expected from every single piece in that offense, it's not working. The Hollywood breakout not working. Um, shit. Uh, Mark Andrews been playing and Ertz hasn't. They probably still close in fantasy points. Remember we made that bet? Just yeah. Lamar's not looking like Lamar. If you ask me, the only guy doing something is a guy that nobody on their radar. It's the Willie Sneed show. That's true, bro. <laughs> nah, but all jokes aside, man, Hollywood is not flourishing right now. The offense is flourishing, and I don't really see any upside for Marquise Brown um, without some kind of dominant performance from that offense, some kind of turnaround. So um, I would still buy him on the cheap end because it looks like a lot of guys are giving up on him, man. I would float out a back end second for him, man, because because why not? He's still 23. One of the fastest guys in the league, one of the most exciting offenses. Not saying best offense, but one of the most exciting offenses in the league. So you take your shot, man. A lot of these late second round guys are dart throws anyway. So I'm still at the point where I'm buying for a late second, mid second. But uh, I get the guys moving on because it, it feels like this offense isn't set up to let a, pe- a lot of people flourish right now. I <sighs> got all that out, man. Just to ask you, how do you feel about Marquise Brown, bro? The wide receiver 46 right now, uh, man, I got to come up with a nickname. It ain't Hollywood. You know, I was going to call him Inglewood Brown. I didn't like that one. I was going to call him Compton Brown. I didn't like that one. I'm going to call him L.A. County Brown, bro, because he's just out there, nowhere to be found. And it's not a, hey, it's not a knock on the talent. It's just the situation. So I'm going to be honest. Um, so when we're going through these slumps, it's not talent that we're talking about. It's just their situation and it just doesn't add up for us in, in dynasty, especially fantasy football on a week to week basis. So I'm pivoting. I actually moved Hollywood for 21 second, like weeks ago, back when it wasn't as popular. I'm sure now people are trying to move Hollywood for what they can. So I got to pull that receipt back up, man. Cause there are some people out there saying I was giving bad advice, but Hey, I just take situations for what it is, man. So, and, and I like to move early. I move early and often, man. So, Hey, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm good off the Hollywood situation. And plus, he's in a running offense, man, that runs behind Lamar. And then you got this running back committee. So uh, he just doesn't command the targets. Of course, he'll have his blow-up games here and there, but I can live without that. I don't I don't want to be guessing when should I put Hollywood Brown in my lineup or DJ Moore in my lineup. Oh, my bad. I just got some DJ Moore. It, DJ Moore hate going on, but uh, I don't. I don't like guys like that, man. I just need to know: can I count on you week in, week out, man? That's how you win games in fantasy. All right, my guy. I tried to protect some of the Hollywood. 
the Marquise Brown slander. So you have the last receiver to talk about, and I want to know how you feel about that guy. All right. L.A. County Brown, bro. That's his nickname. But uh, let's go to San Fran, bro. Debo Samuel. I know he's been hurt and, you know, out, but I just want to get your thoughts on him in general, man. Like, of course, they got Brandon Ayuk there. He's basically a Debo Samuel Jr. as a as a rookie. He's clearly can handle that role. But uh, I don't, to be honest, I'm stuck on this one, man. I don't know how I should feel about Debo. If this is a guy that I want to go get, should I go get him? You know, is he going to be in and out the lineups year in, year out? What are your thoughts on Debo? I kind of put it on you, man, but. All right, look, this is what I think about Debo, bro. You know, I know we talked about how they can line up both of these guys. They can use them out the backfield. They're both athletes between him and Brandon Ayuk. I still think Brandon Ayuk is the better route runner out of the two. So I think he's the better natural receiver if you had to line both of them out on the outside. Um, Debo might be a little bit more physically bigger for his size to be able to compete and be athletic enough for, you know, to, to be good against defenders. But Ayuk is a dog, bro. You've seen some of the plays he made this year. Um, and he's, he's not going to have the issues that I think Debo is going to have. Because Debo's, I think he's going to start having these little nicked up kind of injuries, man. And if he's going to keep on being like that, bro, I don't want it. But I'm not getting rid of Debo either. I think there's a world where both of them can flourish. You know, both be highly used in their offense. Um, they're good, man. And uh, both it doesn't take much for them to make big plays. You can give it to them short. They both can run after the catch. So I'm not just trading Debo right now because he ended the season being one of the best rookie receivers last year. He's been nicked up and banged up, and I'm not just going to trade a guy while he's down on his value right now because he can still be a, a, a very good player on your team. That's how. Yeah. If, if you draft the Debo as like your wide receiver two, you're definitely hurting right now. But if he's like your wide receiver three or one of your deeper flex plays, you're okay with riding out the situation. Uh, so for me, it's a situation for me where if I got him, cool. If I don't, I'm not going to go get him. I'm just going to live without the Debo situation. So that's that's really my stance on it. Um, how do you feel about like a McCole Hardman? And of course, you know, Paris Campbell is out right now. But let's talk about those two guys, wide receivers. Why? You don't want to talk about him? <laughs> no, I mean, we could talk about him, but why? <laughs> nah, just being well, funny. They're, well, they're not, they're not uh, slumps as far as, especially nah, the Paris situation. I don't he went down. Paris can't stay healthy. I know he got, it was a hit that made him go down, but. Yeah. I, I don't want no parts of it right now. And I, I even when he comes back, I think Pittman's going to be that number one, bro. He's, he is, he's a stud, bro. Yeah. Big. But it doesn't matter, man. It's hard to talk Paris right now because he stays hurt. So I don't really know how your people, anybody's going to value him. He's probably, you're probably more on the side of you just go get him. He's probably dirt cheap, but don't sell him because he probably doesn't have no big value. And uh, who was the second guy? McCole Hartman. I know he's out right now. Yeah, and I don't, I really don't want no parts of that, man, because you see it's the Travis Kelsey show. It's the Tyreek Hill show. And then anything else after that is. You know, just be spaced around to the running backs, to the backup guys. Demarcus Robinson still goes out there, catches touchdowns. And Sammy ain't even been involved. So, just one of them things where it's like, as much as I love his talent and his speed and his situation, it's hard to want me to invest my time and, you know, picks and trading into him. So, um, how you feel about those two guys? 
Yeah, I've never really been a fan of the McCole situation. So, again, I feel like he's the 4A, 4B option in the Andy Reid offense. And you got to account for the Pat Mahomes occasional scramble for a touchdown, too. So, like you said, they run through Kelsey, then Tyreek, random wide receiver. Of course, they throw out of the backfield. So, um, of course, you know, McCole will have his moments. And, again, I can live with and without those moments. So, he's not a guy that I'm investing in, you know, on a, on a week-in, week-out basis. So. That's real, bro. Um, so let's just and, and we can do this in speed fashion. Let's just talk about some of the sophomores that are still rolling and having good years, man. So um, we do get the we we are having real good success at quarterback from Kyler. It's not really too much to say about him right now. He's the number one quarterback in, in fantasy. So um, he's going out there consistently, getting all the rushing touchdowns from Drake and Edmonds throwing the ball to his new superstar receiver constantly. And he's, the offense is just flourishing and they're set up for it. So um, you want to say some good things about Kyler and passing, man? Yeah, I remember we did a startup um, over the summer. We had a we had the 103, and I took Kyler at, Kyler at the 103, and the whole league was going crazy. Kyler at the 103, what? Like, you didn't take Dak or Alvin or Christian or – I forgot who I was out there at the 103, but to Kyler, Superflex League. So there you have it, man. Trust the process. But we did end up trading them for Dak. Um, so, but it's all good. But at the end of the day, just, yeah, you know, Dak hurt, but Dak probably will be the number one quarterback. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. But either way, hey, I just wanted to just revisit that, uh, that startup moment. So it's just, you know, just to, just to the people out there listening, man, trust your process. So it's okay to, it may look like you're going against the grain, but, Hey, if you trust it, go with it. All right, all right. So look, we have two great sophomore running backs too, and um, I actually have both of them on my team in one of my fantasy leagues. But uh, let's talk about two guys that I think right now are, are worth asking. Which one would you rather have, Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders, bro? Uh, sophomore running back from the Philadelphia Eagles or the sophomore running back from the Los Angeles Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders? Who would you rather I, have, bro? All right, I'm gonna I'm set it up like this. Talent-wise, I love Miles Sanders, but I got to go with Josh Jacobs only because I have some durability concerns with Miles. He just always seems to find a way to the injury report. Um, so, But Josh Jacobs, he's durable. Of course, you got to live with his up-and-down games, but Josh will give you 30, and then the next week he can give you 10. Um, and again, I love Miles Sanders, the talent, but I think I got to go with Josh Jacobs, man. Do I even have to answer that, bro, for the, for the people? To be honest, go ahead, because I'm actually – I think I might know, because you like both guys. So, Josh is my guy. Josh, I pound the table for Josh. Um, I know Josh had his banged-up moment last year. I didn't I didn't call him in, injury-prone then. But Miles is the one that's starting to seem a little bit more injury-prone, which is making me nervous. So, give me the guy that's the least injury-prone. And I think – honestly, though, I think they're both in a situation where both of their organizations know – that's their backs going forward. And I don't think they have any worries about losing their spot. They both have their role planted. So I love Josh Jacobs, though. That's my guy. Fire. Man, let's let's group all of these receivers together and just talk about them in passing because they're all great. We don't need to – honestly, we don't need to decide who you prefer and who's better. Let's just talk about them in passing and how surprised we are because it's like these – a lot of people didn't expect them to keep making their leaps – better so if i miss one let me know we got dk metcalf terry mclaurin uh 
I already start. I already start going out. AJ Brown, that's your guy. Uh, who else am I missing, bro? That's all I can think of, bro. As far as like the studs, are we DK, missing any? AJ Terry. Yeah, that's it. Because we had hit a, a lot of the slumps with some sophomores. Okay, bet. As long as I ain't miss one, man. So with those three guys right there, bro. Talk about how how good it feels to see them out there flourishing and knowing that we were studying our ass off and looking at these uh, receivers and, and just starting investing in them because they always look that good, man. So um, let's talk about them, bro. I will say this. I was pounding the table for Terry, Naptown, local. Um, and then, of course, A.J. Brown. We love the situation there, too, man. Um, but I'll be honest. I did miss out on DK. I even overlooked that going into redraft leagues and Dynasty startup. So that's a miss on me. And I should have known better. I actually only had like a couple DK shares. I should have more. Um, I should have just trusted the situation, just knowing he's tied to Russell Wilson, all pro quarterback. Um, so, like you said, they're all great. To be honest, if I had to plant my flag on one, I'm, I just want the people to know where I stand. Of course, if you got all three or any of them, you're in great shape. But here's the pecking order for me as far as how I want them DK. Then, man, this is tough, bro. DK, you want to pick, you want to pick Naptown, but your guy is really AJ. Yeah. yeah, bro. So I gotta go DK, AJ, then Terry. That that AJ and Terry is really, really, really close to me. And then that DK with AJ and Terry is also close. So, but that's that's the pecking order for me, man. I'm not even picking no pecking order, bro. To me, they one A, one B, one C, bro. I think they're that's all true. amazing. They all have chance to be top guys at their position as the years go on, man. I love all three of them, man. They're fire. Yeah, I think I got a, a little, you know, remorse as far as I want what I can't have. So I only got a couple DKs, but I got a lot of Terry, a lot of AJ, so I'm good. So I think a lot of that's driving my, you know, my, my ranking too. But DK's a dog. They're all dogs, AJ, Terry, so. Um, do you want to talk tight ends? I really don't even know which one we would consider a slump, man, because Hawkinson's balling, fans doing this thing. I know he was injured, um, but – they're doing their thing, man. They're balling. Um, I, I want to say this. This has nothing to do with the slumps. Um, but as we move on from talking slumps in general, I just want to say going into next year, man, if some people didn't get to show yet or whether they are showing it now, make sure if anything goes bad, you still trust the situation. You trust the talent, you know, going into rookie drafts because uh we both was nervous. We both liked AJ last year. We both was kind of <laughs> nervous, though, at the very beginning because he went to a running team. So he started off slow, and it was like, as much as you liked AJ, you know, you was just a tad bit nervous because he was tied to the Derrick Henry Titans. And then, you know, he started turning around. The love you had for him, you was just like, this is what I've been looking into the whole time anyway. And um, I think we kind of got into that situation because I kept saying I wasn't scared of Detroit. Even though, you know, uh, it was still not the best situation for Swift to fall in. But uh, now he's balling, bro. And it's just like the light switch clicked back on. Like, you know, never, never go against your gut, bro. Because uh, you loved AJ last year and he's still flourishing. You love Swift going into this motherfucking draft. And, and, you know, he's flourishing now. Just make sure you trust your gut, man. That's to me. That's to you. That's to everybody. Because if you feel some type of way and you plant your flag on it and, you know, you study, you work your ass off to get this shit right, 
trust that gut, man. Don't let a, 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 a where some uh where somebody land turn you away from you know the love you got for a player. That's real, bro. Because going back to the combine, man, we we scouted and got to see these guys live, man. So Swift, you know, we had Swift Taylor, Swift Taylor. You had Swift number one, and I just couldn't get with the landing spot. But lesson learned for me: trust the talent, man. Like the you know the talent's gonna show up with the landing spot, and don't don't follow the landing spots. Because look at the Clyde situation. Of course, everyone was all hype about it, but now everyone's all on Swift and the James Robinson show. Like talent trumps everything. So if you can play, you can play. So. True. That's my lesson learned, man. I'm just gonna go with the talent, hey, and and trust that the organization builds around them and set them up for success. So true that. And those are the sophomore slumps. Fire, Brought bro! Dynasty Bros. Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, hey, I want to shout out DJ Avo, man. He came back on fire, still doing his thing. So shout out to you, brother. Hold on. Right on, bro. Right on, bro. I appreciate that. You know, I'm back. We out here. Yeah, man. We can do the rest. We can do the rest of the pod like this. You gonna thug it out so my guy can get in, man. You rather just thug it out for the people. Yeah, we here. There we go. All right, Vic. Me and Avo on the screen now. That's fire, man. Before we do this closing, man, let the people know where they can follow you at again, DJ Avo. You can follow me at DJ Avo Love. That's at DJ Avo LXVE on the, on the gram. And then back on hold up. Yeah, that was dope. Um, uh, <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo. Let's go. All right, uh, Vic, where can they find you at, my guy? At Chief Sosa FF Instagram, Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Dynasty Bros FF. Subscribe to the YouTube. We try and get our numbers up there. Uh, we got a lot of content coming there as well. Um, yeah, Dynasty Rose FF. And if you have any questions, any advice you want, any lineup, you know, reconstruction things you want us to help with, you hit us up at questions at DynastyBrosFF.com. Follow me at DynastyBro.Dot on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. You know how we do it. Showing you how to dominate your leagues, Dynasty Bro style. And notice ain't the Joe Rogan podcast is better. It's Dynasty Fancy Football, baby. I just repeated the last three comments word for word. <laughs> Fire, man. All, All right, right, man. We got some say something good to the people. Yep, we ready. I just like this instrumental. It puts me in a good What mood. instrumental is that? It's that Tyler Hero, man. It's Hold that on. Ja- it's that Jack Harlow. It's that Tyler Hero, man. Hey, we'll say yo something good to the people. Hey, man, look, everybody, um, man, these numbers is rising. Um, it's all around you, so just just do what you got to do. Wash your hands, do all that good stuff. Take care of your family. Do the right thing for them. Just wear your mask. Simple stuff, man. Do everything you can. And uh, that's what I got to say to the people, man. Be smart out here. Be smart. I all see. Right. You. I see you. Okay. <laughs> you got a hero jersey? Come on, man. You know all what right. it is. He he, a B team player for real. That's why I use that instrumental. Like he's for real, for real. Rookie year, the way he bought out. Let's go. What's up, you bro, Vic? <laughs> you good, bro? G- give us something good, man. What's your uh, closing? I don't know. I got my Tyler Hero jersey. <laughs> hey, um, nah. All jokes aside, hey, we lost uh a couple, you know, up and coming, you know, talented artists uh over the past couple weeks, and um, we gotta quit killing our kings, man. Um, we killing ourselves. <laughs> um. 
Shit, we in the middle of a pandemic killing us already. We just got to watch how we maneuver and watch how we move, man. It's too much, too many things taking us out already, you know, health-wise. Like I said, sickness, pandemic things you can't even avoid. And um, maybe we should try to avoid taking ourselves out. And I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, I guess, uh, look, let's just do better. That's all I ask because I hate to see, you know, people out here with kids, you know, daddy ain't coming home now you feel me so uh we just need to do better and be safe avo spoke it a little bit when i put the headphones down man the pandemic is still real i told vic i rode up the street last week and seen the movie theaters was open and it was packed shocked the hell out of me (laughs) just know this shit is real man wear your mask wash your ass wash your hands uh and stay out the fucking way Stay out the fucking way. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Vic. He called me to make sure I didn't go to a concert Saturday. And uh, I told him I didn't. And then he still didn't come over. <laughs> and I still didn't pull up, bro. That's a real one. So, uh, nah, man. Boys be lying out here. Yeah. Well, I told Avon that I think Vic wanted me to go to the podcast just when so he had to come. I mean, he wanted me to go to the concert so he had to come over here. And then he still didn't come over anyway. <laughs> Hey, I'm still social distancing on y'all ass, man. Hey, I'm right. damn. Hey, we essential workers over here. Yeah. <laughs> the beat playing right now is Tyler Hero by Jack Harlow. Check the video out if you ain't seen it. Go hard, man. And I got my jersey. Vic, Vic, what you got? Close us out, man. bro. Yeah, man, with the holidays coming up, um, you know, I know some people are on the fence of do I go see family? Do I don't? Um just, you know, do what do whatever you feel is right for you. Um, I know for me, I would like to see some of my family. So I'm planning to space out tables and mask requirement. And we're going to social distance with the tables. But I got some phone calls. Some people still not comfortable with that. So I just got to respect that. So um, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, man, just just live with people's decisions as far as how they want to maneuver during this pandemic. It's real. It's serious. And if you do link up with people, make sure you guys are being responsible with your mask. Have your social distancing table set up. And also, um, as an alternative, do some Zoom um, get-ups, you know, if you can't link up with people. So that's some alternatives for you through the holidays. That's all I got, man. And I also want to, you know, RP Vaughn, King Vaughn, and also Mo um, to everything you uh, mentioned, man. And like you said, man, let's just uh, do better as a culture, man, and take care of each other. Be kind to your neighbors, man. So legit right there i like that I'm 31 like that. dedicated educated motivated take the love even when i know they hating that's why i'm thankful hey i said that at the end of this song hey will be spending me every once come on man if the moment right man you gotta know you I gotta know it. we need the people I to say it. we thankful out here that's what that's the holidays coming up right we are let's go. hey give me two things you thankful for Avo. i know this is on the fly um i'm thankful for for my help the health of my family currently right now and honestly, I'm thankful to make it 32 years. My birthday was last week. So, you know, make it, I'm happy to see 32, you know. Vic, two things you're thankful for, bro. Family and peace of mind. True that. I am thankful for my health in general. That counts as a whole. My mental, my physical, all of that. And then, man, family, man, definitely my son, man. He's been the bright spot in a bad place for me at some time so um yeah man family and my mental state physical state all of that so 
We'll leave y'all with that, man. You know, we always got to be extra. Got to be motherfucking extra at the end. So uh, thank y'all for bearing with us. Thank y'all for listening to us. Hopefully you enjoyed the advice. Hopefully we'll help y'all win some leagues. If we do, let us know. If not, let us know. Um, if you think your takes are better than mine, let me know. I'll do a head-to-head with you on DraftKings, uh, Yahoo. Let me know. Uh, if you want to put your, you want to put your fifty thousand dollar lineup against mine. I've been whooping Talk ass that. for seven weeks straight, Talk talking that. about shit right now. I haven't went a week without winning some money. This so um, somebody doing something right, or I got the hot hand. I mean, however y'all want to cut it, you feel me? Talk that. That's all I'm know. saying, Vic. If you, if it's you, let me know, nigga. Ooh-hoo-hoo. You want the head to head? Hey, I might come out this uh, suspension, man. I might get back on the DraftKings app, man. Yo, but uh, put, we'll put, see. Your, put your ten where your mouth is, my little fella. I might, man. Hey, scare money don't make money. All right, my guy. I'm about to have twenty in my pocket by next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy right, man. talking my Tyler Hero jersey. <laughs> yeah, Got we out, man. What's the face he made? We out, we out, man. We about to, we about to walk, walk us out of here, DJ Avo. Hey, man, y'all stay up, y'all stay good. We gone. Cut the live feed. We gotta get thugging over here.